Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, and I thank you for tuning in today to the show. We've got a show today that I think will be very interesting to a lot of people. Um, The show is called, I'm Older, Can I Still Adopt? And this is something that we see more and more as more and more people are living longer. Um, they're marrying later in life. Um, they are finding that they're raising their children and want another family. And so a lot of times we get these questions on an ethical level, on a social level. Um, you know, can I still adopt? I'm over 40. What should I do now? And I think this is something that a lot of people are going to find interesting. And we've done this program before and had lots of email on it, too. If you're just beginning your adoption pursuit or if you're contemplating placing a child for adoption too, I would like to mention a phone number. If you need assistance and you have more needs and questions you'd like to have answered, do call our hotline at uh, lifetimeadoption.com and also 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-923-6784. And also send your questions in to me at info at letstalkadoption.com. I'll answer them on the upcoming shows on the air. So today's topic, I'm older, can I still adopt? Because there's so many couples out there, as I mentioned, they're reaching their 30s and 40s and even in their 50s, and they're still desiring to be parents. Um, You know, infertility has changed quite a bit, and we're finding a big change in um, the way people are looking at parenting and building their families. Uh, So many people are waiting later on. And I want to go over a few of the topics here. I have a lot of email that has come in from the shows in the past, too, regarding this topic. But, you know, I've, I would like to also introduce, uh, I have a guest today, Christine Mason, which is an adoption coordinator with Lifetime Adoption. She'll be joining us today in just a few moments, and she will be um, answering some of our questions we have and also sharing some stories of families that are older, older too. But I want to briefly, before I introduce um, Christine, I want to go over some of the things here that I have had people ask me. You know, who is older adopted parent? People say, well, how old is old, you know? And I would say most of them are over 40 years of age and up into the early 50s. Um, when we were trying to adopt, I was just turning 30, my husband was turning 40, and we were told we were too old to adopt an infant at that time, and we were just shocked. I was 29 years old, my husband was 39, and we looked at each other, couldn't believe it. Now, things have changed, and through open adoption and some of the agencies uh, for international adoption have opened up and are making more allowances because we do have more waiting children um, and there are more adoption programs than ever before, and they are seeking for, seeking parents. So um, that's a consideration, too. There are also people that have put off parenting for one reason or another, maybe career, um, people that go through infertility for 10, 20 years, um, and that sounds like a long time, but if they start in their 20s and they do infertility for 20 years, then they're in their 40s. And um, then you have people that have, um, uh, you know, have married later in life. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the husband that is uh, younger, a wife that is older. And uh, we see infertility in the news, the media all the time, and so that brings us up. And we also have singles that have not found the right spouse or they're widowed or divorced, but they still have plenty of love to share with children, and they'd like to adopt also. And then you have others that have already raised their family, and they find that when their children move out, it becomes an empty home, an empty nest, and they would rather raise children than going on a cruise. And so everyone's different. I, I, you know, we have families that 
say, gosh, I can't imagine raising another family after the one we raised, but it does happen. So these are the areas and these are the type of people that are adopting later on. Christine, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm so glad you're here, too, and to really participate in this discussion because it's, it's a hot discussion. And it's, it's um, we see Joan London on, on in the uh, air and in magazines, and we have women that are in their 40s and 50s that are going through all kinds of um, hoops to have babies and mm-hmm. to adopt. So people are... They question this. They say, is this possible? You know, you have a lot of phone calls that come in. Tell me a little bit about some of the families that um, you see that are um, wanting to adopt and the emails that you see from people. What are their ages and what are they looking at? Um, Some families, um, here's some situations. Say the husband wants to adopt. You know, Mm -hmm. he's established. He has his career. He wants to retire -hmm. retire early and he wants to raise children. Mm -hmm. Um, Wife is a little younger and they run into infertility issues Mm -hmm. for one reason or another. That might be it. Or say the husband doesn't want to, but the wife does. So the husband says, okay, well, let's just do it just to pacify the wife. Mm -hmm. They're older. You know, he wants to go on his life. In a certain way, but he loves his wife so much, mm-hmm. they go into the adoption. Right. Um, there's and that, second and that's marriages. hard because, you know, sometimes that's not really good for the children. No, because they've, they've <laughs> got to be on the right. And these are the reason people are coming, not that they're actually adopting, but the people, mm-hmm. you know, they're coming to us or they're coming to other organizations and saying, I really want a parent. And this is the reason why. We, we do hear a lot of different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Second marriages, mm-hmm. you know, one has already raised their children, but the other doesn't have any children. Right. That's common. You know, it's just you hear a lot of different reasons. Um, but bottom line, we do have a lot of families mm-hmm. that are in their 30s and even 40s and 50s wanting to adopt at this point. Right. And I think more and more and people listening to the program right now probably know people that are older that want to adopt and you see programs, especially for w- older waiting children. We're primarily talking today about, you know, newborns and infants and that type of thing because there's always a need for good parents um, that uh, that want older children, waiting children. The foster care system is full, and international adoption are full of um, older children that would love to have um, permanent parents. Um, but primarily the activity we're seeing are people that are older asking for newborns and infants. And um, and there's pros and cons on both sides. And last time I did the program like this, I had lots of mail on both sides. And, um, you know, some stories that we'll share later on as time permits uh, about that, too. You know, I think the big thing, uh, Christine, is when we're talking to people is that we have to ask them, do they have the physical and mental strength um, to offer a child what they need for a healthy life now and 18 to 20 years? Because when you go in to adopt one of these children... You know, a, a newborn when you're older or even a young child, you are committing to the obligations and the responsibilities to care for them, um, their physical well-being, spiritual, emotional needs um, into the future. And then if you're blessed enough to live long, they're grandchildren. And I think planning is key and really thinking it out. And the whole purpose of this program today is to really help people think about it before they jump in and say, I want to do this. Because I know that I have friends that are older now, and even my sister is older, and she's, she's, uh, she had her last child at 40. She's pretty tired from when she had her first child when she was in her 20s. And that doesn't make her a bad mom, but she's tired. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to take a child and uh, get involved with the activities they have. I think that's really important. And do the things that they need to have done. And I know that when we speak to grandparents, many times the grandparents are calling us um, because they can't take care of the children because they're older. And they're asking for adoptive parents to parent and become adoptive parents to their grandchildren, allowing them 
to still remain grandparents because they know they can't get out there and play soccer at 73. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't think it's fair to their child. And, uh, or maybe someone dies, a spouse dies. So I think it's important that people um, you know, really evaluate what they have to offer and not just for selfish motives. What can they offer this child? And I think that's what some of the males come in through. We had one male that came through, um, a woman that was um, emailing us that said that, you know, she wanted to make sure that we knew that from a personal standpoint that she was um, 39 when she was born, her parents and her mother and father, and her father had a stroke when he was 25, and her um, mother died of cancer when she was 26. And she said it was so hard because she really wanted to have someone there, and her father didn't remarry, and it wasn't the same. And she said, I tried raising her daughter and found herself, you know, helping her three siblings take care of a disabled um, elderly father. And that can happen to any of us. But, you know, what she's trying to say here is that, you know, don't do this out of selfish motives. You know, when people are over 40 and give birth or, or, you know, have um, adopt, that they have to look long term on, you know, what their health is like and, you know, what are they going to do in case something happens to one of the spouses? What's going to happen to the child? And just think about it. And it can happen successfully. Um, we know a lot of people that were older that adopted. It really depends on, you know, what you have to offer the child. Christine, I know that you have a couple stories, uh, scenarios, too, that have you've seen uh, in working in the adoption field, um, you know, with a few of the families, too. Do you want to share one of those? Well, I believe it's the key point here is it's an individual preference. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different health issue. Mm-hmm. There are some 40- and 50-year-olds that are healthier than 20-year-olds. <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, um, it just depends. And if you are looking to adopt, I would really want to encourage you to, like Marty said, look at the long term. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be, it's not just 18 years to get the child out of high school. It's mm-hmm. 25 years, it's 30 years, because there's right. grandchildren involved. Right. What do you want for your children? Mm-hmm. Do you want to just raise them, or do you want to raise them and live with them as grandparents right. as well? Uh, we've had families, we have some extremely healthy families, very um, um, financially secure. They've gone on with their careers. They have a successful career. They're getting ready to retire Mm -hmm. and they want to enjoy family life because Mm -hmm. they've never had that before. Mm -hmm. Those are some great situations. And they they are full-time parents. Oh, full-time. Yeah, because they've already done. And that scenario can work really well. And so I don't want to come across one way or another because, um, you know, I'm an older parent. I had my last child at 35 and, um, you know, so we're older. My husband's 10 years older than I am. And so it's a scenario that, you know, can work, but it's really, you've got to think it out. I mean, you have to have a will in place. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the resources for the children. Um, you've got to determine who's going to be there to help you. You know, um, if you have a small child and you're trying to work, you're going to probably need somebody to help either with house care, home care at mm-hmm. home, um, cleaning your home, that type of thing. And I have a couple notes here that I want to go over. I know that We talked about adequate funds, and you've got to have health care. You know, Mm -hmm. provide for the education and vacations and sports, um, and allowing them to really live as if you were a younger parent. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, we have, there are some people that are in the 50s, and I know I always get these emails, and they say, (laughs) I'm a mountain climber, and I'm healthier than my kids, you know. Uh And so I don't want anybody to come across like that. But again, we have other people that are not really healthy, and they're really holding back the children, and the children really want to have a a better life. Um, you know, I think too, taking time off from work, planning ahead of time. And that's why I said planning is the key is if you're over 40, um, a child, any age entering the family through adoption is going to need time to adjust and to bond and you need to take off at least six weeks. And I think even longer, I know Christine with your children, you know, you're taking, you're taking a lot of time off for your son right now. And I think that's really great. And I think people need to really plan that. 
We're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this topic of I am 40, can I adopt, is it possible, is it ethical, what can we do? Right back. All children deserve a home, and Lifetime Adoption wants to help those children find a home. If you're starting to explore adoption, Lifetime can help you learn more and find the resources you need. Lifetime has been committed to supporting birth families and helping children for nearly 20 years. They offer guidance and encouragement during and after your pregnancy. At Lifetime, open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family. Choose how much contact you want and choose how you want the adoption to happen. The choice is up to you. Lifetime is known for their caring and genuine concern for the birth mother's well-being before and after adoption. They're able to provide adoption services to prospective adoptive families and birth parents from all over the nation. And Lifetime provides you with a 24-hour hotline for support and guidance. To find out more information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com. Give the gift of your home to a deserving child. Call 800-923-6784. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm your host, Marty Caldwell, on AM 710 KFIA. And today our topic is, I'm older, can I still adopt? Are you over 40? Are you considering adoption? Do you know someone that's 40 and considering adoption or wanting to parent after that age? And we have a lot of tips for you today. My uh, guest today is um, Christine Mason. She's an adoption coordinator with Lifetime Adoption in the Grass Valley, Penn Valley area, and she brings a lot of knowledge. Christine, you speak to birth mothers, and you hear what they're asking for. Do birth mothers want older parents? Well, it is a preference that a birth mom would choose a family um, in their mid-20s, early 30s. However, I do have birth mothers who request an older, established family. Mm -hmm. Um, They feel that they want somebody to spend more one-on-one time with their child, and if there's at least one parent in the home, um, they're financially secure, that's what that birth parent's looking for. Mm -hmm. Or even they grew up with an older parent, Mm -hmm. and they want their child to have that same opportunity. Right. So I think, you know, everyone is a balance on here a little of everything I know my own birth mother my son's um, birth mother was a year older than I was and so you know that really is funny and people hear that but she was you know she had special needs and and wanted that but we do have parents that come in that are older and I know we've had a couple celebrities that come in that are in their <laughs> 70s and uh, you know it's it's hard when you have to say well I don't know because we have to look at the best interest of the child and you have to also ask you know is reasonably as a birth mom going to select a family that is in that that much older but we do have a lot of people that will ask about, um, you know, families that are in their 40s. So we see them, and we see occasionally, like we mentioned before the break, that we see a, a wife that's, um, you know, younger, older, um, husband that's uh, younger, and mm-hmm. a wife that's older. And that's one of the reasons, too. Um, one of the things I did want to mention, too, is that, you know, if you, you've got to make sure you have adequate funds to adopt and take care of a child and, and have everything lined up, and that means your will and plans, um, you know, have uh, guardians uh, available that will care for your child and really talk that out. And I encourage people to speak to others that have adopted over 40. Um, you can ask for referrals from friends or online, uh, through chats, or even through your adoption professional. Um, ask them how they've done it. You know, would they do it again? You know, what advice can they share 
that would really help you um, and, and help in, in the adoption and parenting. And learn from others so you can save time and money and grief, and there's no need to you know, recreate the wheel mm-hmm. uh, when you know, they've already gone through that. Um, you know, you want to make the plans, like we said, in, in case something happens to you, uh, who will parent your child, and um, let other know, people know about that, too. I encourage families ahead of time, if they're you know, trying to adopt, uh, always to save money, uh, maybe take an extra job before that child enters your family. That's always good advice for anybody at any age. Um, but, you know, once you've done that pre-adoption work and you feel you're able and willing to adopt, then you want to move on to find an adoption professional that assists in older family adoptions. And not everyone does that. And, Christine, I know that when you have people call, uh, you only take a limited amount of adoptive parents that are over 40 so that they're not saturated because um, you want to make sure they have a good chance of adopting. Oh, definitely. We can't... Um I mean, I would love to place a, uh, find a home for every child or mm-hmm. vice versa, mm-hmm. but we really need to f- think realistically. Um, mm-hmm. Birth moms do, like I said before, primarily ask for a family in their 20s and mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have successful adoptions with families that are in their 40s and maybe even 50s. You've got a few of them. Uh, Why yeah. not right now you're working with um, that's an uh, older couple that's adopted a few times? I do. I have a family who has adopted about five times at this point. <laughs> wow. They just adopted um, the first of this year, another newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their passion in life. And they're taking and children that have... Drug addictions, um, some of our harder-to-place children, Mm -hmm. special needs, Mm -hmm. they they have opened their hearts and their homes to these children. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many more they would do at this point. Um, But they have, and they're financially able to do this. They're emotionally able to do this, and they're physically able to do this. Yeah, Boy, those are the keys right there because you have to have all those in place so you can really, really plan on that too. You know, don't be discouraged if when you're looking, you know, for someone to work with you, that you get a number of organizations that turn you down. You'd rather have someone turn you down than promise they can help you and they can't help you because that can be very frustrating too. And remember to check, you know, with your county um, or your state adoption office. Um, there are so many waiting children. So don't only think newborn. Um, we've had people come to us that wanted a newborn and then found out about an 11-year-old little girl mm-hmm. that was perfect for them. And if God really wants you to adopt that child, you know, he's going to lead you toward that. So really be open-minded in that, too, because you have to ask yourself, you know, do I want to be a parent? And I know that we, we talked before the, the break here about a family that has turned down five babies. They're older, and, you know, we really thought. You wonder it, if they really want to adopt. Mm-hmm. You know, they continue to turn down situations, and some are valid. Some mm-hmm. have gone and, and gone on with a successful adoption with another family. Mm-hmm. So you really have to sit down and ask yourself all these key points that Marty keeps bringing up. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be at in 18, 20, 25 years? Right. Do you really want to do this? Do both of you want to do this? Or are you pacifying the mm-hmm. other, you know? Bad, that's a bad, family. bad reason to adopt. <laughs> yeah. you so know. you really need to, to, to think about mm-hmm. everything before you go into it. I do find that uh, people take, you know, two uh, parenting classes, child development classes really are important, and it's a really plus for a birth mom to see that, um, you know, in, in independent adoption. And um, you'll meet other parents of all ages when you do, and you can learn so much. And I think, you know, we've talked about that education is key. Um, there have been many changes in parenting products and resources that have popped up in the last few years, um, and this can make a huge difference in the quality of your adoption and parenting experience. Um, you know, smart parents need to know all they can, and you're going to be, you know, one of those. So take first aid classes, CPR classes, and then often, uh, this is a real plus, and some agencies will require this um, for your home study. 
and we'll be doing another program just on home studies too. And you know, the, finally too, is you want to be patient when it seems like it's not going to happen. Um, you know, you need to ask your adoption professionals what you can do to help them along. That's really key. And don't drag your feet on the paperwork. I know that, Christine, that's one of your complaints is that people, you know, want to adopt, but they don't get the paperwork back, and then situations come and go, and they're passed up by them. Exactly. Um, home studies can become lapsed. Mm-hmm. You need to stay on top of this adoption. This is teamwork that we're doing with you. Right. Um, if we can't get a profile in or uh, something's not signed or we mm-hmm. don't know your correct current phone numbers mm-hmm. or anything of that nature, you need to stay on top of this. It is important that we do this as a team. Right. And so it doesn't matter if you're 20 or if you're 40, but I think that, you know, there are successful adoptions, but you have to look at what you have to offer. You know, um, you read all you can about adoption. Uh, AdoptingOnline.com is the book I did write, um, which is you know a complete guide to adoption that will help you save money, find your resources and time. And you can join a support group for people that are adopting uh, that are older also. And there are actually books out there for people that are older. I had a guest on the show um, that had adopted when she was older. Um, and her book was like hot flashes, you know, warm <laughs> bottles. And it was a great book. And I think that, you know, it's it's a realistic look at this whole thing. But my personal tip is to, you know, be sure you journal um, your whole adoption process. You know, um, the journey itself, writing your thoughts and milestones as you start you know, along the way. This is going to be one of your most valuable books you will have in your library. And your child will love to see uh, what you went through to find them. So at any age, that's a tip I'd like to give you today because that's important. I know that my book and my journals with all my little doodles have become one of my children's favorites because they saw the work that went through to find them and uh, the rejections and the other children that we were passed up on. Um, And where we came, and we were turned down even at our age because we had birth parents feel that we were older. And um, we have the same thing happens with them. People that are younger. We have some people I know, Christine, you have a couple couples that are in their 20s, and we've had birth moms turned down because they were too young. Exactly. You know, bottom line, I think you just need to, if, if adoption is in your future, and if this is something that God has for you, it will happen no matter what age you are. Right. But really evaluate what you can offer a child for the duration of their and your life. Right. And, you know, we all know people successful in both of them. And you can be 20 and have something terrible happen mm-hmm. to you, too. Um, I think go with it prayerfully, think about that. And, uh, you know, there's a great joy in adopting. And in my book, I write about a woman that I met in my church in her 80s that never adopted because she didn't know what to do. And she had said, gosh, Marty, I wish that I had known you 40 years ago. I had a baby in my arms we were caring for. And it really broke my heart because people don't know where to start. And they wait and they procrastinate. And we're procrastinators in life in general. And I think that we just realize, realize that we need to move forward and not put it off. And um, don't be afraid to look at adoption while you're still doing infertility, too, and and research that. Because that can be a real viable um, alternative to all the expenses of infertility. And uh, you have to ask yourself, do I want to be a parent or do I want to have a biological child? And Mm -hmm. and though it's wonderful to give birth, um, if your time's ticking away, you don't want to lose any more time with your child. I mean, every holiday season you go through is without that child. And I know I wanted to be a mommy and I wanted to do it fairly soon. So I could have many years with my child, and that's the same thing you want and you want to offer your child are many wonderful years and memories they'll have of you as their parent. And I think that's key um, is just to be able to have that, remember to focus on that child because 
Um, they're the ones that we're focusing on and that will have um, the lifetime, and you never want them to go back and say, gosh, I wish I had 10 more years of my family, which I think mm-hmm. we'd all say, but um, it's something that I think we need to think about too. Christine, some uh, some thoughts as far as, um, you know, when you're working with a Badashan professional, what kind of questions should they ask? We've got one minute left before we close, but one quick tip, anything that they could ask about when they're working with adoption professional? Uh, a family working with an adoption right. professional? Um, what can I offer? Yes, that's What can good. I give? Mm-hmm. How can I help you and the family and the birth mom mm-hmm. do this successfully? That's great. That's, that's, that's key, and that's all planning, too, and being there for them, too. Yeah. Well, I'd like to encourage you that if you're hoping to adopt, there is a child God has out there for you. Have faith, you know, work with a good adoption professional, and believe that it is possible. You know, I have been where you are, and I know it's true. And I wanted to share with you that if you have any questions, send them over to me at info at letstalkadoption.com. And I just want to share with you, this is Marty Caldwell with Let's Talk Adoption. I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.